0: Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated in loving memory of Adel Habusha. L'ilui Nishmat Azizabad Rozalea. Shalom, sponsored by her daughter, Racheline Habusha. Uh, Breakfast in the Class is dedicated also in loving memory of Shaul Daba. L'ilui Nishmat. Shaul, shalom, Hillel Ben Zekieh. L'ilui shalom, sponsored by Marcel Daba and Stephen Daba. Steve Daba. Breakfast in the Class as well is dedicated in loving memory of Gabriel Amos, his brother, Has Amos. Sponsored by Shlomo Suisa, uh, sponsored as well by the Zara family, dedicated in honor of Manny Haber for his kindness, friendship, and beautiful Birkat Kohanim that blesses uh, the Minyan through the Kohanim. What a beautiful dedication. As well, sponsored by Yaakov Shirazi uh, yesterday on the occasion of kol for success in everything. In loving memory of Myron Mike Rishti, Lilunishmat Meir Ben Rachel, sponsored by his daughter Robin Rishti Beda. And sponsored by Yossi Levi as a se'udat Daa, and as well dedicated in loving memory of Amy Hebra Alea Shalom L'Ulunishmat, Gitul Bracha Al Talea, an amazing mother, wife, daughter, and friend, uh, during the last couple of days of the week of our Azkara, uh, we love you and miss you, Jimmy and Nathan Haber. Uh, we have sometimes some leftovers when we get to the Tuesday and Thursday class, as it's not every day uh, in the in the summer. So thank you for bearing with us. Rabbi Utai, I want to start uh, by saying what an unbelievable hazaku baruch for a fantastic launch of the Selichot season. It was beautiful upstairs to see everybody uh, coming, especially early to be able to come and uh, say the Silichot with us. We're looking forward to having a magnificent Selichot uh, for the entire Chodesh Elul, and as well, as Yimei Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I want to also uh, ask everybody to draw their attention to a little uh, meme, a little uh, slide that some of you may have seen sent around the community, whether it's on social media or on the WhatsApp groups. Illustrating that every one of us needs to be careful because starting Sunday this week on the streets of Deal, Brooklyn, New York City of the, uh, of the tri-state area uh, there's something called Speed Awareness Week where the police are watching everybody to see how fast they're driving and of course, uh, as you know the police are not only watching you for their health to uh, check and be aware of your speed what are they giving you? Tickets! They've been, uh, they need to fill the coffers now again, right? Everyone is defunding the police. we got to bring some funds in. So they're going to make sure to give you tickets. And I thought to myself, thank you, bore Olam, thank you, Hashem, for sending me such a beautiful message. Starting exactly on Sunday, Rosh Chodesh Elul, is Speed Awareness Week. You have to be aware of how fast you're praying, of how fast you're judging, about how fast you are to say Lashon HaRa, about how fast you are to get angry, also about how fast you are to de-escalate your anger, how fast you are to run to do a mitzvah, how fast you are to do all of these things. And HaKadosh Baruch sometimes gives you a sign, it gives you an element to kind of get you in the mindset Uh, in your life and really the purpose of that element is to be able to zone you in into your spiritual reality that that is where we are in the month of Elul where we take a a, a beat and we look at how fast we are going you know Sammy uh, will tell you that when we first started doing Silichot together in year one what they started doing is the most famous song in uh, the Silichot is (laughs) Adon HaSilichot Bochelech what started as a beautiful thing in the Silichot eventually ended up like it's house music. I'm not sure. The, the beat is like 180 beats per minute, right? It's so fast. So what we started was uh, that the last paragraph, and yeah, because we have to, we got to also be on time, very important to be on time, so we can't, we got to move a little bit, but at least the last one, we slow it down, speed. Awareness, Rabutai. the month of Elul is especially designated for, for Tishuba. Now this is beautiful. The, you know how Chachamim tell us, the Mishnah of brings and others, Elul stands for the letters of Elul, which is a pasuk in Shir Anile Ani ledodi what does it mean in the pasuk? I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. And those letters, the first letters of those words, spell the word Elul. And this period of time, as is also pointed out, that the last letters of these words, Ani, the last letters, Yud, Le Dodi, Yud, Vedodi, Yud, Li. That's how you know David is a poet, right? Because, uh, but if he did, David didn't write this. But either way, the point is, right? This idea of Yud, 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 the of the four Yuds together gives us. 40 days. Now, Sifaradim, from 40 days already before, we're saying silichot. Ashkenazim don't do that. They sleep in for another 30 days. Maybe they did less things wrong. I don't know. But the point is, they don't do silichot until right before Rosh Hashanah. Okay? However, they stop blowing shofar. On so, we don't have that, and they don't have this, but together, am Israel, everyone's doing their part to get in the zone to be doing Teshuvah. But there was something I thought of this morning. It's not just Yud, 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 which gives you uh, four, the get of 40 to tell you that these 40 days are a time for Teshuvah, both in times of responsibility for us, but also in terms of Akadosh Baruch Hu's willingness to erase the books, to come to a, to a, a solution with us. So, but also, it teaches us, I think, something else. What is Yud, 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 Yud? Amonai, Amonai. It's the name of God two times. It's the refrain that all through these 40 days, we're saying almost on lather, rinse, repeat. The name of God that begins by say, being said twice in the front of the 13 midot, the 13 attributes of mercy. Amonai, Amonai. Now, why do we say God's name twice? We know that we're always very careful never to say the name of Akadosh Baruch Hu in vain, right? Lotisa Shem Hashem Lashav. In fact, the Gemara says that the whole world shook when they talked about using God's name when swearing falsely, which meant that the name was used unnecessarily. So why do we use it? Amonai, Amonai. Right? Why do we do that? And our rabbis tell us that those uh, expressions of god amonai amonai in fact halakha tells us that you have to pause between there's uh, right there there's a line over there it's not for its health the line is there cuz it gives you like that in the expression of the Ta'amim. amonai amonai to illustrate that there's a break between those two elements of god's name now what does this mean this break between god's name it almost sounds like there's division Within God. And the answer, my friends, is exactly the opposite of what you think is what is meant over here. In fact, the concept is that God is one. God is unchanging. Kan says the Gemara. Kan kodem achet. Here is God before you sin. Kan Here is God after you sin. Magnificent. God says, I was here before, I'm going to be here after. You did something wrong. You made a mess. You weren't as strict as you should be. You, weren't, you didn't care, weren't as careful with the mitzvot, with the averot as you could have been. You weren't as nice as you could have been to your friends. You weren't as honest as you could have been. You weren't as kind as you could have been. You weren't as devout as you could have been. You weren't as kosher as you could have been. Whatever it is that you couldn't have been, a person sometimes is, often thinks that, you know what, Boreo Olam, God belongs to the Sadiqim. but God says, I am one. There isn't another God for the Rishayim. There isn't another God that you have to convince. It's me. It's all me. I will be here for you before and I will be here for you afterwards. God is unchanging in His love for us. That's why Anile le Dodi ve Dodili represents these two names of God. But I would add one more thing, my friends, uh, to this to this beautiful idea of Anile le Dodi ve Dodili. Just another a nugget which I think is, is so powerful and so special. Um, we say in the Pasuk, Pesol Lecha Shnei Luchot Avanim Karishonim. Carve for yourself Shnei Luchot Avanim Karishonim. Two stone tablets like the first ones. Now for most of us, you read a Pasuk like that and it's very utilitarian. It's giving you instructions. It's kind of like God gave Moshe the IKEA pamphlet that came with the tuluchot. You know, you had the guy carve like this, carve over here. Then there's like a picture with the guy, no, you know, don't carve with the thing, carve it like this, right? getting an instruction, carve for you too. Don't make don't make new one, don't make different ones. Karishonim. You know, if the first ones were square, you should know, the Labavitch Rebbe had a campaign, a crusade against, in all the synagogues, you see the luchot with the rounded tops. And he had a big thing, a big, he, it broke his heart to see that because actually that's not what they looked like. They have, The tops were, they were square, all right? So he, he always felt they were rectangular, according to some opinions, even square, okay? Not longer than, width, than wide, but the point is that they were not round. And he felt that that was taking the holiest object in Judaism and leaning towards Christian influences that made them think that that's what it looked like. So how could you have in the front of the shul, on top of the Aaron Kodesh, the holiest things, and you're doing it according to another religion's interpretation of it. It drove him wild, okay? Now, be that as it may, and this is so important to me, right? You look at these luchot, you think Hashem is telling Moshe, carve the, like, make them like the first ones. But actually, what we're reading over here, is, it's, a, it's the most, it's almost like heartbreakingly beautiful. What Boreo Olam says to the Jewish people, and this, by the way, is where the whole concept of Elul comes from. What we are learning is that God said, after Moshe Rabenu goes and begs HaKadosh Baruch please forgive the Jews. They've made the worst mistake of their life at Mount Sinai, built a golden calf, right after they left Egypt. They're having man fall from the heavens. They have every... Single miracle that could possibly happen has happened to these people. And they did the Egel. Could you think about what the damage should have been? Boreah Olam says they deserve right now, all of them deserve to be destroyed. Moshe, I'm going to start again from you. And Moshe pleads the case in front of God. And God says, I have forgiven according to your words, but not only have I forgiven, <laughs> carve for yourself a new set of luchot. The luchot, our rabbis teach us, were like the Kitubah, the marriage contract between Hashem and the Jews. Hashem says, I want to get married again. And that contract between us, the one that you broke, the one that you broke because they broke our trust, our love, carve the new ones to look exactly like the old ones. I don't just want To forgive, I want to forget. I want to start fresh. I want it to feel as if, not like there was something bad and we got over it, but rather as if there was never any offenses committed at all. What days were those days that Moshe was in the heavens? We all know how long was he there for? 40 days. God forgives on which day? Yom Kippur. That means that Moshe rose up to the heavens to pray. When? Rosh Chodesh Elul, Sunday. Isn't that magnificent? So the days that we're praying for our lives correspond to the days that Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for the communal life of the Jewish people. And we know how that turned out. God forgave them, and they managed eventually to carry on as a nation. My friends, I think that there's something very beautiful about treading the same path as our forefathers. We're carving the same stones as our forefathers. And what stones are we carving? And Nabi tells us that God says to the Jewish people, v'hasiroti, and I will remove the lev even the heart of stone that you have, and I will put in its place lev basar, a heart of flesh, a feeling heart, a listening heart, an obedient heart, a holy heart. What is our responsibility? The word pisol means to carve but it also means to make something pasul. What does pasul mean? Let's say your tiffilin is not written correctly. By the way, we just had a checking Tifilin day at my dad's synagogue in Hathaway. Be'ezrat Hashem, we're going to try and do one also over here, maybe before Yom Kippur. And we'll do as well a, 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 a Sha'atness checking for people's clothing. So you're wearing clothes that are kosher for the holiday. And we're going to do a Mezuzah checking. We're going to have this place that's going to be popping. Delta whatever. Okay? My friends, Be'ezrat Hashem, Be'ezat Hashem will see some very special, uh, um, you know, life and, and a heartbeat in this building back very, very soon, as, uh, as soon as everyone gets back. But I want to share with you, the word pasul means you bring your tefillin to the, uh, to the guy to check it. <laughs> you Bring your tefillin to the guy to check it. <clears throat> and he realizes that the corner, one of the corners is flat. It's not square. Your tefillin is not kosher. It is pasul. Let's say he opens it up and instead of t- the, the scrolls inside, he finds. You know, from when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you open up the fortune cookie, right? Yo, He opens up your tefillin, what pops out? <coughs> you will find love today, right? He sees Chinese uh, fortune cookie things pop out. What's your tefillin? It's not kosher. Pasul. Pasul means when something is not kosher. says HaKadosh Baruch You understand the path to Teshuvah? Pesol Lecha. Consider yourself imperfect. When a person looks at themselves and doesn't try and make everything about how good they are. You know, sometimes you have people, they want to make amends. Sometimes they want to fix things. And then you speak to them and you're like, okay, you want to fix a relationship? So what are you you admitting? What do you want to say to the other person? Oh, me say to the other person. They have to say to me, I'm just willing to accept their apology. (laughs) Right? You have both sides. No one thinks anyone did anything wrong. That's not. You're not having anyone budge an inch in that scenario. Says the pasuk, "Pisol lecha." Make yourself, consider yourself imperfect. And once a person does that, they've created uh, another set of luchot. They've carved out the stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh and blood, a heart of teshuvah, kanishonim, and in that scenario, they've returned back to their original relationship with God, amonai, amonai, the final letters of ani ve Dodili. My friends, one last point I want to end off on. And I, I keep stressing this, but I cannot stress it enough. Elul is there and it works only if you believe in one fundamental concept. And that is that God is not only your father and he's not only your king. God is also, ro- dodi. He loves you, he's your lover, he's your friend. Dodi comes from the word Yedid, which means someone who's very close to you. You know, if you hurt your friend's feelings, I mean your best friend, what would you do? After you feel bad, first maybe you might avoid him, you might have a little bit of denial, but eventually you're so close that you know that you could call and just say, look, you know, we've been friends a long time. We go way back. Back in the day, we got in trouble in school together. Remember all the high school escapades that we had when we were dating? Remember all the crazy things we had going on in our life? Look, let's let it not be this way. I I wanna go back to the way things were. You feel comfortable to pick up the phone to that person or to say to them, face to face, I I messed up, but I don't want it to stay that way. God himself waits for us for 40 days from Elul to Yom Kippurim. he throws the doors open, to accept all those who return. Use this opportunity. And I have to tell you, for many people, Teshuvah is a difficult, arduous process. It's negative. It's cynical. It makes you feel low. It doesn't need to be that way. When you go to the gym after you gained a couple pounds, it's true you're working hard. It's true your muscles hurt. It's true it's a lot of work. But what happens at the end of a workout? How do you feel? You feel energized. You don't feel down in the dumps. You feel on fire. I don't know if any of you felt that today. When we finished celichot for the first day, we're like, tachon No, it's just me. Maybe I had too much coffee. Either way, you ready, you feel excited. Let these days drive a passion and an excitement for change, where you're happier with yourself, where you're prouder of yourself. And let us go back to Amonai, Amonai, God, after the sin being the same as God before the sin, with our Teshuvah being accepted during these days of Ratzon. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen <laughs> v'amen, Rabbi.